tonight we're here with a couple of guys from illusion of fate kevin hayden thank you both for taking time out of your night after being exhausted from work and all the sex of the rock stars and all that good shit <laughs> um, appreciate you coming to coming to chat with me um how you guys doing today i'm good. doing all right doing good glad i got the day off tomorrow so i'm <laughs> pretty stoked hell yeah hanging in there woke up to snow so that was uh that was oh. fun yeah dude i woke up and i was just like nope going back to bed i'm not doing this today yeah <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was, uh, I was running around a t-shirt today. <laughs> I'm jealous. Yeah. So Very. jealous right now. It was, it was nice. Talking to a buddy of mine in Michigan, he was like, uh, it snowed here today. I'm like, yep, not here, dude. <laughs> Sunshine and it's fucking beautiful. Yeah. Um, okay. So <clears throat> illusion of fate. <clears throat> killer killer black metal band i know you guys getting ready to go on a little small run um are you currently recording is that right so we... uh we're actually done with uh with our first full-length album we've had two eps before this and a handful of singles but uh the first full length we were finished recording and i think everything was mixed and mastered and what maybe like september last year or something like yeah, that I would say september is when we finished it we've just been kind of sitting on it planning out our release and everything and uh trying to um just be as impactful as we can with it you know um you know because this is our debut and this is really yeah. our best material we've we've come out with um and we're really trying to make as big of a splash as we can you know so we've just been kind of sitting on it and trying to plan things out so smart um, so yeah so yeah um so is visions of a sunless sky on that yes it's, yep. uh, yeah that is correct that is such a good fucking song thank you i think collectively oh, that's you. probably all of our favorites right on yeah. yeah like i literally was like going through you know running around today going through all of your work and that one hit and i was like "Ooh, i gotta listen to that again and literally that you. when you've got on i was listening to it again i was like god nice. it's just such a good fucking song thank you. thank you i uh i think that was the first song that like lyrically i wrote that had like a hook in it so i'm like all right we got to make it big yeah, gotta make it big. It's gotta be. It gotta sound huge. Hell yeah! Seems but, to be the crowd favorite too. Like yeah. when we play it, we've been we've been kind of playing that song the last couple shows we've played, and uh, that seems to be a crowd favorite. That and, yeah. uh, Realm Seeker. Realm Seeker is another one people love. That's but, a good one. Also, fuck yeah! Thank you. So <laughs> it seems like so far all the new material is going over really well. So that's. that's I mean, exactly we still got. Still got uh, what seven more tracks, seven more yes. tracks to drop. So hopefully, uh, hopefully we impress. Hopefully the rest. <laughs> so are you guys doing it? Just dropping each one as a, like as its own single, and then when one they all get released, gonna release like a full album. No, it's we have a, we have a, a couple plans for like the near future. We're getting ready to drop one more single like soon um and then after that it's just going to be a push and then the whole album we we picked the i think four 
probably the best songs that we had. And we were like, these are the ones that we want to present to everybody before they dig into the album and see, or at least be able to hear what it's supposed to sound like as a whole. Yep. Because it really does. Like, you can pick out individual songs and they all sound good, but as a whole, the album really has something to stand on. Hell yeah. That's that's cool. Now I'm I'm getting a little excited over here. Like, Oh, it's good. Uh, we hey. hope you like it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, so far I do. Um, I, I dig the sound. I dig the band. I think, uh, obviously I like, I like Austin as a drummer. I think he's a great fucking drummer and you guys, you know, collectively, the sound is, is pretty damn phenomenal. Thank you. Thank you so much, dude. That's, uh, appreciate that. Really, really appreciate it. That's all Hayden. He, uh, he does all of our, uh, like recording and mixing and mastering and production and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, we we try to. I think at the start it was we were too broke to really afford like studio time or anything big like that. And then eventually it became, uh, let's just keep it all in house so we're as close to it as possible and like really getting to nitpick down to like the fine details of what we want to put out rather than having to search and like trust it in somebody else's hands. Yeah. So, well, and you know. Uh, I don't know how old you guys are. I'm a little bit older and it, it, you know, in my day you could go get a little four track cassette for, you know, recorder for a couple hundred bucks. And now everything's so digital. It's literally at your fingertips. You oh, can yeah. get free recording shit. Oh and, yeah. And you can have it sound however the hell you want it, which is, mm-hmm. you know, mind boggling. And you know, the funny part about it, like everything kind of being digital too and uh uh, hayden can probably tell you better about the actual process of it all but like with everything being digital including like amp software we still wound up miking up cabs and all that and kind of just taking like aspects of both like the modern sound and old school way of doing things and just trying to make the best out of both yeah yeah we we really really I really tried to focus on blending the two, you know, you know, uh, capturing the best of of what I could get with the uh, cabs, and then capturing it, and then combining that with um, with the amp modelers that we use, you know, the uh, the VSTs and all that that I have, and just really trying to round out the sound. And I mean, I it, I'm I'm really happy with how it turned out. So, and I think that's. How we're gonna keep doing that, you know. Um, I'm gonna start for our next album. I'm gonna, you know, look into building some cabs for it, and you know, trying out more, diff- more and more different kinds of speakers, and just really um, kind of that's where I'm looking for. Really, kind of uh, expand upon that. So, okay, yeah, yeah that's good. <laughs> Find something that works, and then really, you know, attack it, make it a you know, see exactly. how good you can make it. Right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the biggest so. thing for us is like creating a sound that's like kind of timeless. Like we're trying to go for something that's not like, we don't want to follow a trend, but we want to like take the good aspects of trends and use that. And then also like inject our own into it and just create something that like stands up, you know, it doesn't have to be like the top notch, like pop star sounding recording to be something that doesn't age. Yeah, yeah and I, th- I think I think the fact that we uh, 
we didn't timeline everything you know not everything's like to the grid whereas a lot of bands tend to do that nowadays and rely a little bit heavily on that we kind of went with i mean we we went more with the human element we we kind of tried to avoid doing that and i mean granted obviously we tr you know when we track we track as close as we can to the grid you know stay right on on time and everything but um we didn't really go through and timeline stuff we didn't you know match things up to grid and all that we tried to keep that human element to it as possible and i think that's uh i think that's an integral part and in making an album stand out especially in today's market you know i think that having that element that listeners can relate to because i don't know for me you know hearing hearing that human element it, it kind of makes it stick more i mean mm -hmm. you look at some of the classic bands you know and some of their early albums um everyone from death to cradle filth or you know whoever um you know they're not playing to a grid you know they're just like all right one two three let's go you know and that's it so and and those all those bands have timeless songs and they they they've stood the test of time you know because of that so, so i i've got a crazy opinion um you know we look at look at bands that are timeless right and i'm gonna mm -hmm. go i'm gonna go a long time ago like black sabbath even them all yeah. their all of their riffs are absolutely timeless you play them today and it's like oh fuck man that is still so good everybody knows them too which is yeah. like even non-metal heads like if you can get non-metal heads to be like i reggae that's like war pigs or that's iron man that's that's a pretty good riff you know yeah. oh fuck yeah. We, we did a cover of iron man actually a while back like when the band first started uh covid hit and we got uh somebody reached out to us to do a cover of iron man for this like big compilation for black sabbath that oh, one's yeah. floating around somewhere somewhere <laughs> we'll right have on. to officially release that at some point all right so uh i'm gonna ask you guys <clears throat> just on sabbath real quick dio or ozzy 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 i love dio but i like dio as dio yeah same sorry no, don't be, don't be. So I prefer Ozzy era Sabbath. The only reason I ask is I was talking to um, Murphy from Blessed Black about he actually prefers Dio era Sabbath. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, that's a little strange. I've only recently, like five or six years, started getting into Dio era Sabbath. And I'm still like, it's not Ozzy, but I enjoy Dio and I can appreciate yeah. the songs and what well, I yeah. do. Dio's great. He's a legend for a reason. Fuck yeah, he is. Exactly. Okay. So uh, through like 23, obviously you guys recorded, mixed and mastered the new album. You're putting your plan together. Um, what what kind of touring did you do or what kind of plan did you really put together for this year so you could just hammer it down and like take over the world? Well, uh, 20... We started off 23 with uh, our first tour, like, ever out on the road, like, more than, like, two days. And that was with Cassie Robbery. Uh, as you know, we share a drummer and a bassist with Cassie Robbery. Uh, going out with them was, like, a huge learning experience for all of us because it was, like, I 
without like really engaging we kind of just got to see like how people who have done this before do it you know mm -hmm. so i think going into this year we had a concrete uh, like a really solid plan for album release and then we got asked to play milwaukee metal fest which kind of changed things yeah. which like in for obviously for like the best reason possible Right. it changed things so we like pushed the album release date back which may 10th album's coming out but uh just make it may 13th yeah yeah we're th we want to give people a, a whole week to ruminate on that before we go to milwaukee metal fest and actually start <laughs> playing the stuff and um I, it it did change the way that we had to like route touring stuff because like we didn't want it to conflict with us playing milwaukee metal fest at all but I think we had a better understanding of like what our goals were this time around. So like one of our biggest thing is to get the hell out of Wisconsin. We love Wisconsin. We love the local scene. All of our friends are here. Uh, but it was like the next logical step to really just take it on the road and go like regional at very least yeah. and just see how far we can get. So we already kind of had our sights set on like multiple days driving kind of deal uh, extended trips and at very least because of the gap between Austin and us because we're in Milwaukee he's in Detroit that's that's a six-hour drive and there's a long drive on the way back for sure mm -hmm. like regardless of the direction so it's like we wanted to make sure it was worth whoever's time and then uh, make it make sense for the band to be able to like not prove legitimacy but just show like hey we're not slowing down like we're gonna keep going like we're gonna take this as far as we can you know oh, yeah. so that was kind of our like big jumping point was all right let's get out let's see what other states have to offer yep so there's some uh, there's some pretty good fucking scenes out there oh yeah we've come across a few uh when we played uh sandusky ohio uh we played i think it was halo live Yep. And we didn't know how that was going to go because, like, truth be told, like, the only experience I have with Sandusky, Ohio is like Cedar Point, <laughs> Cedar Point and Tommy Boy references. Yep. You know, so when we showed up, we didn't know what to expect. And it was like a pretty good turnout. The venue was really cool and we had a great time. Yeah. Hell yeah. I, I think uh, another one that surprised me was. Um was uh up in um minneapolis i was kind of surprised like we had a pretty solid turnout that night for a blizzard and, and and grand rapids uh speaking of blizzards um when we played grand rapids back in january um there was quite a turnout and that show went off that was a really fun show that was a really good show yeah that was and another I one i didn't we didn't know what to expect because like it had snowed that whole weekend and then we get to the venue and it was a lot bigger than like we imagined because yeah. like originally we thought we were just playing like a bar but there was like a whole separate room and then we get out on stage and there's a bunch of people in the crowd despite a blizzard happening at that moment it was literally just downpouring snow at that moment so. yeah but people from the north are different dude if it yeah. snows it doesn't matter for we're sure. still going to a show oh for sure for sure now was that I, that show in Grand Rapids? Was that um, with uh, 
Nethergate? No, no, that was uh, it was, in it was with uh, Black Temple and uh, oh, flood the, flood the desert. desert. Okay, yeah, that was a cool show. Um, Mulligans, yeah. great venue. Mulligans. Yeah, my goal next is to get us down south. You know, everyone I've talked to um, says hitting up Texas and all that. The shows down there get pretty fucking wild. And, Out of this world, yeah. Um, yeah, and then, you know, I, I, I got some friends down there that I know would love to play a show with us. And um, so I'm hoping maybe end of this year, next year, we can make our way down that way. Uh, we're kind of trying to feel that out right now. So Sure. Yeah, Hopefully that's, this, but... that's a long drive. You guys need some vacation time to make that happen. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's where all my PTO goes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm lucky my, my work doesn't really do that. They're just like, you're in a band. I get it. Just don't be an ass about it. Like, okay, that's fair. Yeah, that's cool. Just don't take off like months at a time. Like, okay, that's, that's fair. That's fair. So um, if you guys go to Texas, try to hook up with Flesh Hoarder. Flesh Hoarder, but name I feel like Brian and Austin may have mentioned them. Because that name sounds familiar. Probably. That um, sounds like they're they're just like a they're a really killer like Texas. They're just death metal band. Oh man. Texas. Y'all got some great metal down there. Yeah. Hell yeah. I got uh, that written down. Hell yeah. So speaking yeah. of like traveling and playing, you guys have a couple of little runs coming up in just a couple of weeks, huh? Yep. yep. Uh, one weekend with... we're going out on the, uh, what I named the barbecue pit of hell tour. Uh, <laughs> it's a mini tour with uh, our friends in pit Lord from Iowa. If you are unfamiliar with pit Lord, it's a barbecue themed death metal band, uh, a two piece bassist and guitarist. Both, I think both of them do vocals and they wheel a grill out on stage and that's their drummer so we're going to be going out uh west of wisconsin the first weekend i believe right yeah. yes yes yeah it was the first one weekend. weekend we're going west of wisconsin where it's minneapolis or or st paul rather st yeah. paul nebraska and then iowa and then the next weekend we're going out with our really good friends in yotuma uh if you haven't heard of Yotuma, you're missing out. You got to check them out. They're so good. Such yeah, Austin, a groovy, just death metal band. Austin turned me on to them, so I I was checking them out too. Uh, They're cause... sick. We we played their very first show and just kind of seeing how they've grown. Like they're really just you got to watch out for them. They're really good friends. They're gonna be one of those bands. They're gonna make it. I swear. Oh yeah, they will. Everyone can make it if they really put their heart into That's it. That's true. Yeah. That is true. That is very That's... true. They're one of the hardest working bands you'll ever see. Their first year of ever playing live, I think they ended up playing like 52 shows or something like that. It was just like a nonstop grind for them. Hell yeah. Respect it, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, that'll be cool. That'll be fun. I'll I'll see that um, Indianapolis on Austin's birthday, as a matter of fact. Oh, nice. Right. That's on. Oh, see you there. <laughs> birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, snap. Can't wait to meet you in person. Hell yeah. Yeah, and that, that one's at uh, Black Circle, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. that little fest, I believe. I've heard a lot of good – yeah, it's a festival. I've, I've heard a lot of good things about that venue. I'm really excited to play it. Yeah, Black That's Circle's cool. pretty cool. It's just – it's like – it's a brewery. 
So, oh, nice. That's cool. All yeah, right. Get it. Game on. He's game, like, game on. on. Speaking Dude, of that'll early. be uh, two weekends of birthdays because uh, Austin Austin's birthday is that weekend, and my thirty first birthday is the weekend before. Yeah, oh, everyone in the band except for me is all born within like a week of each other in March. Yeah. Damn. My birthday is January twenty second. They're they're all like the first week of March. Damn. No way. Yeah. 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 It was meant to be. It'll be. Yeah. A... I mean, what you, Kevin, you and Brian were even born in the same hospital. Yeah, four days apart. <laughs> you, you, man. They were passing each other. One's coming out the vagina. The other's going out the door. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we exactly. were we were trading tapes in the in the uh like dude you want to start, start a black and death metal band when we're in our late twenties? <laughs> yeah, like, when we're thirty. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'll get we'll a hold of later. Someday. All right. Get on that. <laughs> Here's my email. Here's my Twitter. God, I think we were born before Twitter. Whew. Oh gosh. I think I was born before the internet. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> like I'm, oh, I'm over here pushing 50 like jesus i don't want to get oh. get in a pit i'll break a fucking hip i i'm already there at this point man I'm, i got into one mosh pit and uh hurt my knee and i'm like man i'm really gonna have to call it quits wow <laughs> yeah the, the last not right the last pit i got in well the last good pit i got in <clears throat> i had to have surgery on my shoulder Oof. Oof. <clears throat> Oof. Yeah. Oof. Was it at least a good pit? Oh, or what a... you said was a good pit, but like was it was it like one to go out Worth on? It. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was, nice. It was, was one it? to go out. Well, it was just some it was some local bands. Nice. Nice. But the show. So like our scene here is fucking wild, dude. Bet. Um we've one of the venues headliners it holds about 700 people and there's we've probably got four or five locals that will pack that place nice that's uh, crazy that's awesome we did a uh my buddy of mine's got a record label they he put out a seven inch from a couple of bands and that that show when they did the seven inch release party sold out in like 30 minutes dude Damn, that's cool. Yeah, wow, it's cool. That's so, really cool. who's who are the bands? I'm gonna look uh, them up. Like Stonecutters, uh, they're like a a sludge, death thrash kind of thing. Um, Bat Wizard, which is like a a doom. God, I don't even know how to explain them. They're just they're just really fucking good. Um. Oh. Volcandra. Oh, we yeah. uh we know Volcandra or Volcandra, yeah. Yeah, Brian, Brian and Austin, I, I know we played with them. We definitely want to play perform with them. Yeah, they're they're cool. They're yeah, really cool. uh, I their new album's coming out on Prosthetic, I think. Nice. I saw, I saw, I, I listened to one of the singles, and I was like, damn, this shit's good. Yeah. Um, How do we link up with them? This is. Good stuff, man. Quality. Uh, I'm talking with one of the guys tomorrow night, as a matter of fact. Ooh, name drop us. Yeah. 
no more huge fans. <laughs> yeah, they're they're good dudes. Um, yeah, I've heard, I've heard the but you know, realistically, I mean, you you look at some of the bands that have come out of. I'm going to say the Louisville area, but just Kentucky as a whole, right? Like knock loose is, you know, blowing oh, up. Oh, they're huge. Kentucky. Um, gates right. to hell. Uh, like Ulm is really good. They don't. So I don't think Ulm gets out and does anything, but dude, my opinion, probably the best local band that we have. They are fucking nice. phenomenal. That's um, awesome. I'm actually just like with the whole knocked loose thing, like I'm I never thought in my life and I'm not like a knocked loose fan, so if I if I misspeak on the genre, I'm sorry. But I never in my life thought I'd ever see like a hardcore band play arenas. Didn't they play like Lollapalooza or something? Something like that. It was I just saw a video of a huge crowd and I'm like, I never in my life thought like a yeah, hardcore, like a beatdown band. And like Billy Eilish was jamming to him side stage. I was like I, that's I, I wild that and i was like whoa that's cool that's, that's so cool. wild yeah that's well so i like back in the 90s hardcore got pretty big too <laughs> like uh sick of it all I'm, i remember reading stories about sick of it all like go, especially going through like minneapolis and wisconsin yeah. and have you and it it started where they were 50 or 100 people and then they were doing three and four thousand seat venues which is like that's insane. And and they did it on their own, right? It wasn't like they had this huge corporation behind pushing them. Like they were out there hustling, doing the thing, which is mad it's respect. What, it's what I preach to like all the bands is like, you know, everyone says, well, I want to get signed and do these things. It's like, we'll just go out and do it. Right. Cause first, if you go out and you do it yourself and you put your own money into it, you, you get all that money back. Right. You're not paying Joe to go tell the radio stations about your new song that they're likely not going to play anyway. Right. You're you're building yeah. a, a solid grassroots following, which is. Hey, number one. Well, that, those are, those are, stay with you forever. For sure. You know, I'm the old guy. Right. So I, I always say, you know, Metallica, Slayer, Megadeth, Anthrax, you know, all of those bands built you know, grassroots following same with death and cannibal corpse and oh, yeah. you know, about any other band you can think of that, that came up in the seventies, eighties, nineties, they built their following without a bunch of, of label support. And then when the labels came to them, it was like they, they were in a, uh, a little, a better position to negotiate what that contract always, looks like. Always heard people say, let the music industry come to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's let, the truth. let them come to you. Like the doesn't matter what kind of music you play, there's always a crowd for it. I agree. Oh, of course. I agree. You know, there's so, always a crowd. It's just finding that. For sure. I kind of go when we like play live, I'll go into it. And then I take them like this mindset a lot of the time is uh full well knowing when we play a venue there's a good chance that everybody out there is not going to know who we are nor maybe like us just based on like appearance because like the whole corpse paint costume kind of thing it can be a little off-putting for some people you know they're like oh what's that like i don't i don't know if i like all that you know but uh the when i get up on stage like i'm always thinking like 
I'm going to make these people like us after this. That's like my goal. I really want to make these people like us or at very least remember us, you know? Mm -hmm. I'd yeah. say I do a good job at that every night. <laughs> I'd I say, bullied the crowd a little bit. I, I like to think, I like to think we do. Not, not to sit here and toot, yeah, our, yeah. toot our own horns. I like to think we, uh, we do. I, I like to think that we, we really put on the best show we can and we're constantly trying to improve that, you know, put on a better and better show every time. And, you know, we're always talking about, all right, what can we do differently for this show, for that show? I mean, I know we've got a few ideas floating around for what we want to do for Milwaukee Metal Fest. Um, you know, so, you know, I, I, I always think that's interesting. Like there's, there's, there's definitely some bands that I don't think focus as much as they could on the live show, you know, and I, you know, I, I'm sure we've all seen those bands, you know, where it's like, where they're just standing there looking at their instruments and like, yeah, that's cool. Like you can play that, but come on, we pay for a performance. We want to see something, you know? So I'm, that's, I'm, that's gonna, how I look at it. I'm just going to play devil's advocate. Right. Cause like, this is where we start talking about super technical bands versus. Right. And I, I definitely get that. Know. Like, at a, at a, <laughs> show you're not going to expect to see people jumping around like yeah you, you you know expect them to be sitting there reading out their charts or you know just focusing on their instruments yeah and yeah tech death yeah tech death i i definitely get that but you know um there's definitely those those tech death bands that just stand there and then there's some that that will move around i mean i i, I do i do definitely i i hear you i hear you, you know. um I, I definitely do hear you on and that one i say that from a guy who I can barely play my instrument. You know what I mean? Like I could strum yeah, it a little bit. So I think at the end of the day, it's just like, I, I, when I see bands play, I like, I want to know if they like their own music or not. You know what I mean? Like you can kind of tell based on a performance, if they're just not into it, where it's like, I appreciate your musicianship for sure. But it's like, why, you know, maybe change it up a little bit. If because it yeah. just doesn't seem like it's uh, exciting to you anymore. Every time we play our songs, it's it's just exciting to be able to play them. Where it's like, oh, bet I remember this feeling. So, yeah. well, and so I wasn't I wasn't trying to say like any band that you know just sits there and you know stares at their guitars the whole show is bad by any means. I'm not no I'm not, I'm not, right, trying, right. I'm not trying to talk down on anyone. Never now, never. Do that. So I, I think when a band writes a song that they really like, you know, or writes music that they really like, you can tell when they get up on stage and play it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's know, electric. Yeah. It totally comes off and that's where you get that energy between the crowd and, and the band. I agree. Yeah. I wholeheartedly you know? agree. So, okay. Um, how did Austin come to be in the band? That's Man, all hate so, on that one. <laughs> so um I remember sharing um our first EP on a Facebook group, uh Tech Death Fans United, and I remember sharing it on there and he commented on it and so him and I just kind of just got to talking, you know. I shared my band, he shared his band, um, which uh, at the time was uh uh Pyrrhic. 
and okay. I still I still listen to that album because I thought it was so cool. Um, and so we just kind of kept talking, and you know, I kept asking him like, um, sorry about that. I kept asking him like, dude, he's watching porn while we're having an interview. What the hell's going on over here? <laughs> That's just no. an average illusion of Fade Night. We play black yeah, metal. I mean, there's God, if a you're lot not of... video interview and watching porn at the same time, are you really living? Right. It's just a lot of embarrassing ourselves, really. It's like a curse. We put the corpse paint on, and then after that, it was just all downhill. Hell yeah. <laughs> Nosedive. <laughs> yeah, so I started, you know, we started talking, and, um, you know, and he was really invested in his projects, and I, like, I get that. Okay. Um, you know, I've got this little side project I'm just kind of playing around with. It's called Dusk Eternal. Um and you know can you do some drums for it and he said sure and so we were working together on that and i'm pretty sure his band pyrrhic um kind of fell apart not too long after that I, I i don't know what happened you'd have to ask him um but i all i know is that kind of fizzled out and so and i kept on and i kept asking him like dude you want to come on out come on out you're so good you're so freaking good and i know we could make something really cool together um and so finally he agreed and then i remember we met up and that first time we practiced i was like holy shit these songs have never sounded a these songs have never sounded better b you're like the best damn drummer i've ever met um see like dude you just added like a whole new dimension to our songs and like i just opened up the creative floodgates because after that i remember after that I, you know i kind of started writing more and more for songs that would end up being on this album that we're releasing and you know i was like i didn't feel like i had to adhere to any creative boundaries or anything and you know and he uh everything he did was perfect to it like I, I, like i have a couple ideas and then he'd come along and he'd be like well let's change it from this to this you know and i'd be like dude that's that's i wasn't even thinking that but that sounds way better than what i was thinking that sounds awesome so yeah that's now i'm kind of just going on a tangent but yeah that's that's more that's or less right. how he uh how he got started with the band um, so he, he was telling the story of when he loaded the drums in the car and took the first trip out to yeah. come play yeah. he's like dude man i hope they're not fucking weird and i hope yeah. we get a log on jokes right. on him we are weird <laughs> but, yeah, but like but like i remember when we were all hanging out you know it was it was literally like we had known each other like our whole lives like yeah he's like, just one of the bros doing the oh, shit yeah. like we're like Dude, I feel like I've known you my whole life. Like, this is weird. That first like, rehearsal was really great, too. Yeah. The first yeah. rehearsal, because, like, I think we played through maybe three times through our current, or, well, that, that set list at the time, which I... We had a song that's three parts and is about 12 minutes, and it's just constant. Like, it, it takes little interludes, but there's always some kind of music playing. So, like, we knew that was, like, a daunting task, and we had never rehearsed together. And then, like, it was, like, three times through, and it was we were just locked in, and we knew. We knew that yeah, we, this we is all the guy. Like, that. like it was first song, 
I get locked. And I was like, damn, what do I have to do to get you to join this band? And yeah. we're lucky, lucky that he, he loved, he loves the music just as much. And like, this is, you know, this is like his passion project too. Like the, like this is, uh, this is just as much his band as it is our band, you know? So well, I, I think like, lucky. I think like, you know, like everyone, Austin just wants to get out there and play. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. He just oh, wants yeah. to hit some, hit some skins. Hell yeah. Hit some <laughs> skins. Giggity, yeah. giggity. Uh, giggity. <laughs> yeah. We're in a metal band. There's a lot of that too. There's a lot of that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Our girlfriends and fiancés and wives don't like us as much as they say they do. Uh, I don't know. They're still with you. That's yeah. I don't know. I think mine is just waiting for us to get big, but joke's on her. You know, <laughs> we're in a black metal band. <laughs> That's funny. Mine's waiting for, for me to die to collect insurance that I don't have. <laughs> <laughs> We are all incredibly fortunate to have uh, supportive uh, significant others because this wouldn't work if that was the case or if that wasn't the case. No, that's the truth. I think. Um, yeah. That's having that's the huge. yeah having that right person behind you will will help you get to whatever that next level of success is. Right? Oh yeah. Um, that one hundred percent. Yeah, that support means a ton so with the new album um you guys are self-releasing it is that correct yeah okay um, physical copies are you doing vinyl cd uh as of right now we're gonna do cds uh i'm waiting to announce the cd pre-order we have our digital pre-orders up and some merch pre-orders for the album up but uh we're kind of just trickling those in as the funds come in too because i it's I want to make sure that I'm making good on everybody's order. So I, I can't, it's like phases of like, all right, here's the first big thing. I know we can afford this and we can put them out for pre-orders to help fund the other stuff then too, which helps. Cause it's, we have, I do all of our like merch, uh, not the actual printing, but I do like all of the design work. So mm -hmm. it's just finding creative ways to fund all of these really cool ideas we have. Cause t-shirts have gone up a lot since covid like almost three times as much so it's difficult to like try to source good quality stuff <laughs> but yeah we're doing cds uh as well uh after that i mean i'd like to get vinyls pressed that's another one that's really expensive so we'll see what the future holds and is for that and if, if we get enough people asking and asking for vinyls and we'll, we'll definitely consider that um yeah. i i agree i would definitely like to get vinyls too it's just it's literally just that they're they're expensive to make um yeah well and i think with vinyl like what what most everyone appears to be doing right now is they do small runs of a very specific variant. Right? oh yeah <laughs> and then Oh, that one sold out. Oh, yeah, we're, we'll do pressing number two, which is now yep. this variant. Yep. And people are like, oh, shit, now I got to go buy that. Like, you look at my, I'm looking at my records now. I don't even know. I'm probably a thousand over there. And out of those, half of them are doubles of this, at least doubles of the oh, same yeah. album. Like, oh, that's a sick color. I got to have, I got to yeah. listen to this in like slime green. 
I yeah. hear you that it's uh it's addicting it's it's, it's, a, awesome. it's a problem I understand that I have three copies of the blow your trumpets Gabriel single vinyl release in all three colors just yeah. because I wanted to have them all and I'm like just I'm not even listening to them right now <laughs> like my record player is not even plugged in right now you know yeah my record player just broke well probably like three Ooh. weeks ago and I'm like shit I gotta get a new one yeah, I'm glad that they still make like good quality turntables because like I mean, trying to find needle cartridges was a pain for a little while when I was like growing up and then like a teenager CDs yeah. was like the big rage vinyl like recently just started to make that little bit of a renaissance for collectors at very least. Yeah, probably just, the last 10 years or so. Source yeah. reason, uh, new album uh, on vinyl. I'm waiting for that to ship. Dude. They're so they're so good. Yeah. Um, so what, what bands are you guys listening to right now that you're like, ah, man, this is such a good fucking band. Moonlight Sorcery. I love them so fucking much. I'm sorry. So, so much. I love them. Um, like I said, I just, I finally pulled the trigger and bought like their third pressing vinyl. Cause I missed the first one cause I, I was buying a house. So I was way too broke. Um, so yeah that's one band i highly recommend checking out if you haven't i also i i really love black braid another great band i i, I got i got them on vinyl as well i love that band they both of those bands have been kind of uh inspiring a lot of the new new material i've been writing lately for album too but um yeah those are two bands i would definitely recommend okay hitting. If you haven't already checked I, them out, I haven't, and I will do it. Right, Cap do it, do it, do I, it, do it. Do All it. right, I'm just gonna put it on right now. Mm. <laughs> what about you, Kevin? Honestly, I've been, uh, I've just been listening to really dumb death metal. You know, just the really sludgy, like Sang with Sogabog. It's like these riffs slap stupid hard, mm -hmm. and it's they're so simple, but I just. I love it. It's just chuggy. And then when I'm not trying to listen to metal, I'm like listening to like the cure or dinosaur junior or something like that, you know? Okay. Gotta, gotta take breaks from metal every now and then. Otherwise I'm going to end up just hating what I do. Nah, nah. no, but it, and it's okay to like it other things. Oh also. yeah, of course. Oh, for sure. For I get sure. better inspiration from non-metal bands where it's like, I'm like, Oh, that, that's a cool little rhythm that he did with his voice. Maybe I could do something like that in metal, you know? Man, I can't tell you how many times I've been like, you know, writing a song, one of our songs, and then, you know, I got stuck. I'm like, all right, let's put on some music. Kind of maybe get the creative juices flowing. And I'll just put on something random and it's it, it'll be like a pop song or something and that'll do it. It's not even a metal song. It'll just be like, oh, that was a cool little section. Yeah. You know, and it'll just be back to firing on all cylinders so i've got a buddy that we would we'd go out to a lot of shows together mm -hmm. and you know obviously we stay late talk to the band whatever and when we head home if he's driving he'd always put pop music on i'm like why do you turn this shit on dude like i i can't i can't do this like i i made sure to bring headphones he goes oh i do it because it keeps my ass awake <laughs> Yeah, we're over here listening to Britney at two in the morning, and I'm like, "What the fuck, dude?" That's fair. 
Whenever uh, I'm driving the van, I'm pretty confident that everybody else in the van hates me because I I listen to like hip hop and and stuff like oh, non-metal stuff that nobody's going to like just the the hip hop's like it's it's okay you know here and there it's it's the endless amounts of limp biscuit that you put oh that too yeah i'm a big limp biscuit just like, fan, okay, fan I, proud I limp biscuit fan so you can't have you can't help but bob your head when nookie comes on like let's be real like, right, but like my theory is I don't that rolling for the 12th the, time <laughs> the people that say they hate limp biscuit just haven't figured out that they like limp biscuit yet or maybe they really do hate Limp Biscuit. Ah, <laughs> uh, nah, nah. That's not that's not possible. That's not possible. Listen, Fred Durst, yeah, I'll admit, kind of a douche, but he's like one of those guys where it's like we keep him around because he's funny. And Wes Borland. Wes Borland is awesome. Dude. Wes he is, is he's a madman. He is. Yeah, it's and I mean, especially like recently, like where now it's just they've uh they've crossed the threshold of absurdity where Fred Durst is coming out in a cowboy hat. Yeah, you know, it's just I never thought I'd see this era. I'm excited that I get to experience it. Well, he's got to constantly change it up because if he takes the hat off, he's bald. Oh yeah, he does. He should go back to the dad vibes wig. That was that was great. Yes. So we uh, had some friends come in from uh, Detroit for Louder Than Life last year, and Limp Biscuit was playing, and I know you're a fan. Uh, you know, like if they're playing, I'm I'm not gonna like fuck them, but I'm not gonna actively seek them out either. I get it. Um, so my buddies and their wives were like, "We're going up front for Limp Biscuit." One of my buddies is right now. I think he's six two or six three, and he's probably two ninety. Right, he's That's a big, big boy. Dude. Damn. He's leading, leading everyone, and someone in the crowd grabbed his leg and ripped his fucking shoe off while he's walking in it. Like, what? what That's insane. F- what the fuck? Oh, that what? sounds like some Florida man activities. Oh, dude. Like, I'm, I'm sitting. We're over in the VIP, you know, because I'm old and I can't be with the rest of the. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I need my there. little space. Um. But we're, he comes back and he stand there and we're talking and I look down, he's got one shoe on and missing the other one. I'm like, what <laughs> in the fuck happened? And he tells me the story. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me, dude. Like who grabs your, your leg, right? You're a big dude. I said, why didn't you kick him in the face? He goes, I didn't even think about that. Oh like, shit, dude. He's just vibing, oh. having a good time with Limp Biscuit. <laughs> Something. Yeah. Clearly. Girl. Good old Fred was like, we're not going to play anymore until you turn off these uh, stage facing cameras. And they just went into this loop of the same thing until they turned the fucking cameras off. Nice. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Sucks for the people in the back. Yeah. Uh, so live shows, who are some of the best like live shows that you guys have seen? Ooh. Oh, it's a big question. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I gotta say, I I think 
one of my personal like favorite bands is uh white chapel i still think like to this day regardless of like what their sound is now because i know their newer sound is not everybody's cup of tea uh they have one of the best live performances with like the biggest sound that i've ever seen in like the metal realm specifically more than anything their sound is huge and on top of that they put on a really good show and make it look effortless okay i might have to say uh i would have to say probably either behemoth or children of bodom when i saw them when they when bodom came to milwaukee last that was i mean at least for me i love bodom um so that was just that was an experience, but Behemoth puts on one hell of a show. When I saw him, I saw him twice. Um, once in Chicago, and then another time um, on the Slayer Farewell Tour, I went down to Austin to see their last show before they played their last one back home. Um, and dude, I, I gotta say, Behemoth almost stole that show, too. Like they were so freaking good, um, they put on one hell of a show. It's 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 that's it's kind of an, it's it's an experience. Yeah, I mean, if you haven't seen them, I highly recommend it. Oh no, I've I've seen them. I'm in some okay. of their I'm in some of their pictures on their uh, Facebook page. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome! That's awesome. Yeah, uh, uh, Guar puts on a really good show too. Um, yeah. I was a huge. One again, one of the, like the first shows I went to was Guar with Odorous and uh, uh, I think Smoot was his last name. I can't. Their guitars to the that passed away as well. Um, they their shows are nuts, but I mean that's that's like a whole different level of like band where it's like performance first and then music. Yeah, like they're they're an act. I'd say like more than just a band. Oh, they always have been. They've been yeah. so theatrical, you know? Yeah, which um, I think is like a huge thing. It's, I mean, anybody can get into that kind of thing then where it's like, I'm going to see a, this. I'm not, I could care less about the music. It's, I yeah. want to get sprayed, you know? Talk to a few people that are like, I'm not the hugest fan of their music, but their shows are awesome. Yeah, their yeah. shows are, my mom took me to see Guar for the first time. I, I was a kid. And she was like, you're just going to go alone from now on. I'm never coming back. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Belushi Speedball is playing Milwaukee Metal Fest. They also are a live show. Nice. So I've, I've seen like videos where they're like throwing chairs and stuff, but I'm like, is that a rowdy crowd or is that a, just a regular thing? Like, dude, they're fucking wild live. <laughs> nice. Um, all right. Sometimes they they come up with just cases and cases of Lacroix, and they're dumping them all over the fucking crowd. Oh, our and, bassist would love that. Oh, dude. Oh, he'd be on. The, he'd be all over that. So make sure you guys check them out. Oh, for sure. Hell know, yeah! At the festival. we're gonna be there all weekend too. Hell so yeah. it's, you know, I mean, it's the biggest show going on in Wisconsin all year round. So it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, good on Jamie for bringing that shit back. Super right. grateful, super grateful, and the, just like the openness to have like smaller bands. You know, like when we first heard it was coming back, it's like, how do we get on that? Oh, that would be great. They're probably not going to want bands like this. And then 
like we saw like our friends bands get on and it's like oh this is sick this is like a huge opportunity for yeah. like just metal in general well it is it's like and I think Jamie understands, you know, that aspect or someone in his circle understands that aspect of like, we have to get some of these smaller bands to come out and be a part of this because oh yeah, they're yep. like, they're the next generation. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly it. You know, uh, next generation of bands. He, he talked super high of casket robbery last year, which like, oh, shit. Cool. Yeah, that's damn. That's dope. I believe <laughs> it. Oh, I, I mean, they deserve it for sure. Yeah, uh, Corey and Megan grind. They do. They are yeah. hardworking people. Our set. I hope he catches our set. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I. I think. I feel like he tries to to catch as many as I, many as possible. Yeah, I I would believe that. Because when yeah. I went last year, I'm pretty sure I saw him a couple times out, and I'm like, "Oh, dude, if the, if that is you, like, and you're catching every band, that's awesome. That's awesome." But he does it because he loves the community, you know. All what right. I mean? Yeah, Which him is... and him and Trevor Sternad, like, yeah, it's, they bought it together. I was like, yeah, that's so cool. They bought the rights to it. Yeah, I mean, you so, you know, if if you're not putting into the community, you're not going to get anything back from it. You know? Exactly. Oh yeah. Uh, exactly. You got to keep it going. All ships was, rise, rise with the tide. That's it. That's exactly it. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, you said May 10th is the release of the new album. Yep. Correct. Uh, Friday, May 10th. And then the okay. week after the uh, 16th, we are playing Milwaukee metal fest. That's going to be, be by like proxy our album release show because like we won't have an opportunity to play a proper album release show. So you should you should just not release it until until you're yeah. at the festival because then it's a hey by the way this is our album release show. It's the first day it's available at the you know at at the merch booth. Yeah, Go. I w- I wish that was like in the car. We just been sitting at like the thing about all of us is we're we're incredibly indecisive so if we're, we don't stick to a concrete plan yeah. nothing will ever get done yeah. so at this point it's just like but if we change the date then we're making the exception which is going to cause us to not put it out there. we yeah we do do that sometimes but but it, milwaukee metal fest will be the first show it's available that's the first time it's going to be available so it's it's yeah. that's the show that is the show yeah Make sure you guys make up little handbills with a QR oh, yeah. that takes it oh, to your yeah. band camp. Evan's so got that. Already working on that. Hell He's yeah. He's got that unlocked. Yeah, I'm already. Because I'm that when guy I'm not making show. music, I'm sitting on Photoshop making things. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Hell yeah. Yep. All right. Um, so, Milwaukee Metal Fest, you've got a show, you've got a new album. What's the one thing that you want to accomplish? this year my goal is to just get us out more grow our fan base grow our uh our um our reach that's my big goal it's just really push us to the next level you know um you know if we can get some labels looking at us perfect if we can get some um 
you know, you know, we've talked about booking agencies and all that, but I mean, if we can really just grow our reach and get out there more um, and really grow our fan base, that that's at least my, that's my personal goals with the band, you know, next step shit. All right. Kevin? My, uh, my goal, at least as, as far as like what I imagine for illusion of fate for this, like next year essentially is like, playing new, completely new territories you know just going as far as we possibly can is like first and foremost but then like my personal goal is I, and i don't know if you're familiar with it but there's a, a fest that like just kind of popped up tennessee metal devastation fest oh. mm-hmm. uh i personally want to play that just Same. because like all of the buzz that's coming on around it if Dude, that winds up being something big in like 10 years, like something huge in 10 years, I want to be able to say like I was on one of the first ones. Yeah, that I really, really want to play that. And I just love the fact that the church protests it. And I just, I can't, yeah. I want to play a show like that where the church vehemently protests it. I think that'd be a, it's a small win. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do you get on it? Oh, we've seen uh, we, we we know we've been talking to the uh, folks that put that on. Yeah, I know their fans. They're it's big just, fans. Just uh, it's a process of. Uh, hopefully, we uh, we cut the mustard when it comes to the selection process because a lot of bands like submit to that. So obviously, it's not like a given thing or anything like that. But right. yeah, I mean, yeah. it's same as every other fest. You know, submit and pray. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. I'm sure you'll cut the mustard because I just cut the cheese. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah. Uh, Hell God, yeah. I'm so old. I can't believe I just said that. That's all right. <laughs> I appreciate those kind of jokes. All right. Um, I'm going to cut this short because my work day tomorrow starts at 4 a.m. Uh, I hear oh. you. Rough. Yeah, I mean, now it's like <laughs> I'm my own boss. Oh, right. well, there you go. So, and like, hey, it's Friday. Yeah. So. I mean, but when you're your own boss, every day's Friday. And that's I mean, a good point. That's and every day's point. Monday, right? Like, yeah, it's true. I didn't realize when I quit my job to work for myself that that's okay. I made my own schedule and it just meant yeah. uh, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah staying um, completely disciplined to keep afloat i get it yeah, yeah yeah or you know so afraid of starvation that you're that too you know constant going your stress stress is so high it's like constant go i gotta eat i gotta eat if um, i'm not stressed out there's a problem i feel i i hear you on that one yeah i would love yeah. to go for some stressless nights that's why i go to live shows yeah, uh, yeah. so we uh, promise to put on the best show for you. Hell yeah. Uh, well, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys here in a couple of weeks up in Indianapolis. It's going to be hell fantastic. Yeah. Um, again, Hayden, Kevin, thank you very much for spending the evening chatting with me. Thank, thank you so you much for, for having, having us. us hell yeah, hey, dude. Go check really out Illusion it. of Fate, motherfuckers. Check us ah. out. All right. Hell see yeah. you guys. Later.